0: Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. Mindful holidays. When you think of the months of November, December, and January, there are a swirl of parties, obligations, opportunities, traditions, rituals, expectations, all rolled into a whirlwind couple of months. So when you think of this coming holiday season, how does it make you feel? Are you excited about it or do you feel a little bit mixed, sort of excited, also kind of exhausted in advance and just really wishing for quiet, peaceful January to arrive? No matter how you feel, what I want to talk about this week is how we can really bring more meaning and magic into this holiday season. How can we be more mindful, present, and grounded so that we have time to spend with the people and on the activities that really matter the most to us? That's what we're going to be talking about in this week's episode of Alchemy and Action. Hi, I'm Amanda Cook. I'm an author, an entrepreneur, and an alchemist, and I'm your host for Alchemy in Action. I teach nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. And if you'd like to learn more about my work and join us in the Seasonal Journey Membership, which is a year of personal growth guided by the seasons, then you can learn more at amandacook.me. Also, I absolutely love hearing from listeners, so if any of these topics resonate with you, if you have a story to share, or also if there's a topic or a question that you'd love me to cover on an upcoming episode, you can contact me at hello at amandacook.me. One thing I've discovered as I've gotten older, and maybe you have too, is that there are so many obligations and expectations around what the right way or the best way or what you should do during the holiday season right how are we supposed to do thanksgiving or christmas or new years or whatever it is that you're celebrating right how are we supposed to do these holidays and Of course, as we know, most of the media that's talking about these things are really trying to sell us objects to get more out of the holiday season. So, certain foods or traditions or clothes that we need for the parties or food to serve at the parties or decorations or lights or whatever it is, right? It's just, I think it's a little bit crazy making. And I've sensed in myself over the years that if you try to do all of these things, even expectations that come from within your family, with people that you care about, all of these expectations, if you try to live up to all of those, then you can end up just running yourself ragged and going through the motions, spending a lot of money, buying a lot of stuff that at the end of the day doesn't really contribute to a meaningful, magical holiday for you. I had an experience uh, several years ago now. Well, I've had so I'll I'll share a couple of different stories. One of them is I always sent Christmas cards, right? I've just felt like, you have to send Christmas cards. It was something I did for years and years. And then I moved to England. And in England, people are even more obsessed with sending cards than we were in America. So I continued it. And I just remember this one year, I think it was when I still had uh, my corporate job. And I remember one evening I was sitting around and I was trying to handwrite all of these Christmas cards because I remember my mother always used to say that it was really kind of lame. She didn't use that word, but she didn't really think it was great that people would just sign a Christmas card without putting a personal note. Like, what's the point, right? So you should really write a personal note to everybody in the Christmas card was the message I grew up with. So, and I think that's lovely. So I was continuing that tradition. And I just remember I was sending like, I don't know, 35 or 40 Christmas cards. And I'm like trying to write a personal note in each one, and it's getting late and I'm tired. And then I realized I just had this big stack of Christmas cards. And then I had to call my husband in and he just got to come in and sit at the table and sign his name on the bottom of each card. And that's it. And meanwhile, I had to find everybody's address, buy the Christmas cards, buy the stamps, find everybody's addresses, address all the things, personally write notes to everybody, put them in the envelopes and then get him to you know, sign them and then take them to the post office or whatever to mail them. And I was like, you know, this isn't fun. This is not fun. Why am I doing this? And so I had like this big eye opening moment that I'm not getting any enjoyment out of this. So I stopped from that point forward doing Christmas cards. So I haven't sent Christmas cards um, in quite a few years now. Occasionally I'll do. If I'm going to see somebody in person, I'll write them one. But this year, this year I'm thinking I might start doing Christmas cards again, but in a different way. Because we're actually moving to a new home and it feels like I'm going to have to give everybody our address anyway. So maybe I could do that with a Christmas card um, and kind of update them on what's been going on. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to experiment with that. But I need to figure out a way to do it that's not so much an obligation, but that really feels fun, that feels like a ritual. You know, could I sit, it would be lovely if I had a fireplace, like a roaring fire with a snowy window to sit in, but I don't have that. But maybe I could make a cup of hot chocolate and put on Christmas music and sit around in my PJs one morning and write Christmas cards. You know, could that be fun? And if so, maybe I could start doing it again. So we'll see. Another situation I remember is uh, this one year I went home to my extended see like my extended family, like all the huge big family Christmas. And my husband and I volunteered to cook a Christmas meal. So we spent, you know, a couple, like two full days in the kitchen. Plus Christmas Day, obviously, in the kitchen most of the time, like getting stuff ready and like just doing all this stuff and, you know, plus all the planning and like it was a lot of effort, but we really enjoy cooking. So anyway, we did all this effort. And I just remember we sat down for the meal and it was like over in 20 minutes or something and everyone was kind of up leaving the table, playing on their phones, like just not (laughs) just wasn't at all what I'd imagined, like the amount of effort we put into this meal I was kind of imagining we'd have a couple hours around the table together connecting and laughing and like really enjoying the food. And it was more just like grubs up, everybody eat, and then everyone was gone again. And at that moment, I was like, this is not, we're not doing this again. This is completely ridiculous. So I think going forward, we're going to switch to something like everybody brings a dish or something that's easy because it just felt like the amount of effort we put in wasn't worth, we didn't get out of it what it didn't seem like anybody got out of it really, what the intention for it was. So I don't know. do you have any stories like that? do you have you had anything happen where you've put so much effort trying to live up to this expectation and then you realize, you know, it just not really it's not really doing it for me anymore. It's tiring or it's expensive or it's just crazy making and it's not really bringing meaning and magic to the holiday. So as we start to enter into these next few months, I'd like you to think ahead about the holidays. And first of all, what holidays are there coming up that are important to you? So which ones do you even celebrate? Here in England, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving. So when I first moved here from the States, I would try to do Thanksgiving. And now we just kind of don't (laughs) do it anymore, Um, which is actually a bit sad because Thanksgiving was fantastic, I thought, in the States. But um, that's just how life is at the moment. And I guess I could start doing it again if I wanted to. But anyway, yeah, so thinking ahead about what holidays do you even want to celebrate, right? And then for each of those, what really matters to you? What matters to you? Are there traditions or foods or events, activities, music, decorations, seeing certain people or seeing people in certain situations. There might be practices like sending cards or gift giving. There might be religious uh, activities that you do during this time. So what is actually meaningful to you? What makes it that holiday for you? What makes it Christmas or Hanukkah or Thanksgiving or New Year's or whatever it is? Like what makes that thing meaningful for you? And you don't need to have 30 things like maybe there's just a small handful, two or three or four things that really make it feel like that holiday for you. So, like for me, at Christmas, like I really do love having a Christmas tree and listening to Christmas music. And there's a few different Christmas movies that I really enjoy watching. And I like baking because that's something that I I just really enjoy doing, and it's fun, extra fun to do it around Christmas for me. So maybe it's just those things, right? But what is it for you? What are those things that? Do you love throwing parties to see your friends for Christmas or do you feel like that's all obligations? What about gift giving? Gift giving can get really stressful and expensive and kind of start to feel like obligations. So what are the expectations in your family for gift giving? And maybe this is a chance to, to start to shift those. But before you're looking at making changes, I think the most the place to start is to say what matters to you? for this holiday and just get clear for yourself and keep it really short two or three or four things and write them down and i want you to prioritize those things so there's going to be all sorts of obligations and expectations in these coming months so how can you do those things if it's to do christmas baking you know when can you do that can you block out a saturday that that's the time that you're going to do that baking or if it's to get together with a certain group of people, or if it's wrapping gifts that you love to do, what are those things that are most important to you? And can you make time for them now so that we make sure that they happen? Now, after that, once we've got those most important things in, then everything else has to earn its place. You can really then start to question everything else. Do you really need to do this thing? And Yes, this can require a lot of diplomacy and negotiation and creative working together when you're in families and groups of people that all have different expectations and different desires for the holiday season. So this could also be an activity that you could do together with your family and have everybody decide on one or two things that really make that event the most meaningful for them. And then you could look at how you could really focus on those and let go of the others. So I'd like to encourage you also, as you're thinking about what could make a really meaningful marking of this holiday, is how could you tie in nature and natural elements and also your ancestors? So these are just different angles, different lenses to look at these events, these ritual events through. And so if, I think if you can bring in a connection to nature and the season at this time of year, that can be really nice. I mean, just think of what you can do with decorations, bringing in nature from the indoors or going outside and connecting with nature as one of your ways to mark that event. I think that could be really nice and lends to its overall, just our desire to be more connected to nature and more connected to our place, wherever it is that we live in the world. So I'd like you to encourage you to look at ways that you could bring nature into what you do to celebrate in a meaningful way. And also, let's look at the lens of your ancestors. So where are your ancestors from, if you know? And did they have any traditions, either at this time of year or for these specific holidays? That can be really fascinating and nourishing and connecting to explore what were their traditional foods, their traditional rituals and practices and traditions. And could you experiment with one of those? Would you like to bring one of those in to the way that you mark this holiday? And then it kind of is just a an acknowledgement to those ancestors, to a remembrance of them, even if you didn't know them personally. Um, but it can be a really nice way to start to feel more connected To the earth, the world, and just humanity, that we're just, you know, we're just on this, we're just a piece of this long thread of humanity that stretches back through hundreds of generations, thousands of years. We all have ancestors, whether you knew them or not. So this can be a nice chance to look at the traditions of what your ancestors would have done. And when we're looking at ancestors, it's also really nice to look at the ancestors of place. So the ancestors of your place, where you live today, who were the people? Who were the traditional people that lived on that land? And did they have traditions this time of year? So we're not going to go take other people's traditions, but it's nice to look around and see what, were the, what was the natural bounty they were celebrating this time of year? And who were these people if we don't know? And what traditions or rituals might they have had? That would have fit with this place. So there's all these different ways to look at how we mark late autumn into winter transition that are completely apart from our overly commercialized way that we celebrate these holidays today and can just add a little bit more depth and richness. Now, as you're looking at what's most meaningful to you and trying to Look ahead and plan. What are the next couple of months going to look like? Where do you want to spend your time and your energy and your love and your creativity and your money over these next couple of months? You'll probably run up against things you need to let go of. And so I want to tell you it's okay. It is okay to celebrate these holidays the way that you want to, the way that you and your immediate family want to, and the people that you care about want to. You don't have to carry, do these two traditions just because they've always been done that way. It's okay to let go of things. And that can be, I know that can feel really difficult. And so I think it's nice now before we just let ourselves get swept along in the next couple of months to really pause and mindfully look at where do we want to spend our time and what do we want to let go of? And maybe it could just be an experiment just for this year. Just let go of it for this year. We don't send Christmas cards this year and see what happens. See how it is. Maybe you'll miss it. Maybe you won't. Um, and just see how that goes. And the last piece I want to mention is to spend a few moments now thinking ahead about how are you going to keep yourself well during these coming months? How are you going to be well? And so, of course, that comes back to our basic self-care, right? Making sure that we prioritize the things that keep us well. So nutritious food and drinking enough water and getting enough sleep and having some quiet mindfulness time, moving our bodies, making sure that we still have time for those despite all the other things going on in the season. But also you can think about what is my emergency kit, right? What am I going to do? Where are those situations that I know I get triggered or exhausted? Like I'm just thinking of big family gatherings, for example. If you can kind of feel into that and just anticipate how that might go, how that's gone in the past and how you can decide now, how are you going to deal with this? So what is your strategy going to be to make sure that you can stay well and grounded and present and that you have healthy boundaries and that you can really flow through this season with ease and flow, right? Rather than letting yourself get triggered again by the same old thing or getting into situations that, you know, drive you crazy or offering to take on responsibilities or obligations that, you know, just make you frazzled and frustrated, so let's think ahead about just what you need to have a meaningful, magical season for you and the people that you most care about, and in advance, how, how you're going to deal with those situations that come up. So what's your emergency kit? You can plan that in advance. So I hope this has given you some food for thought about how you could navigate these next couple of months. And as always, I'd love to hear from you to hear what you thought of this episode or any other questions or issues or topics that you'd love to hear me cover on future episodes, you can always get in touch with me at hello at amandacook.me. That's it for me this week. So have a great week and I will see you back here very soon with our next episode.